Okay. So, hello? Yes. Okay. So, we are ready to roll. Welcome, everyone. This is <laughs> the beginning of the Alpha Kings, Alpha Kings live chats. So, basically, it's just me doing, uh, inviting guests in professionals in various fields just to talk about um, the struggles they faced, their success, how they came to be where they are right now. So it will, so it will be able to help someone starting out to learn more from them. So uh, my first guest today is Andy Strom. So Andy is a sales, um, sales coach who has over $70 million of sales to his name. Am I right? Am I correct, Andy? Yes, sir. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you can see, so you so you can see that he's definitely a professional in his field, and it would be very good for us to learn more from him and listen to whatever he has to say. I mean, we should definitely breathe in everything he has to say. So um it. yeah, yeah. So Andy, please give us um, a detailed explanation about what you do and who you are for people who don't know you yet. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I live in Florida, USA, not too far away from Disney World. And uh, I have lived here for a while. I actually came down here to go to college and then uh, met a girl, got married and never left. So then I had to find a job. Right. And I, I had a business degree, but I found out very quickly that a business degree doesn't actually mean anything. Nobody wants to hire you. <laughs> so I had to start looking for a job very quickly. And and the first thing that I could think of was sales jobs. So I found uh, a couple of different sales jobs, but I ended up landing on insurance sales and um, I ended up spending, you know, a, a long time you know, uh, over a decade doing insurance sales. Uh, then I got kind of bored with uh, working for other people and wanted to do things on my own. So while working my nine to five, I started a gym with some friends, um, a high end, like personal training and CrossFit type gym. And then, um, you know, through that, I realized that there's just such a huge uh, gap in, in the world for people who know how to sell. Um, you know, there, a lot of people are passionate about what they do and a lot of people, uh, are very good at what they do, but they're not really good at getting other people to pay them for what they do. So, you know, that missing piece really for a lot of people's success or breakthrough was sales and, uh, you know, kind of observing that I decided I would step into the world of coaching and, uh, start helping people close more deals. Um, one of my most recent uh, clients, he started with me uh, and was able to 3x his business in less than 30 days. Uh, he had been getting leads, but he, he couldn't close any. And uh, now with that coaching, he's able to close more deals and uh, obviously improve his business. So that's really what I do now is I help people uh, make more money by closing more deals. Um, you know, I do, I do uh, coaching where we focused on uh, a brief training period, uh, an application period, and then 
Um, I help people apply those things to their specific field and, uh, you know, obviously end up with a, a better sales closure as a result. So, Andy, yeah, that's a very detailed explanation about who you are and what you do. So, I mean, throughout your years of doing sales, I mean, you would have faced a lot of failures, setbacks, and things oh, yeah. that, yeah, and things that, yeah, and things that you wish a beginner someone looking to start a journey into sales or someone who uses sales in their businesses, like to sell services and things like that. I mean, could you give us some of the things you wish you'd known before you before the beginning of your career? Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, the very first sales job I ever had was. Um, selling life insurance and it was 100% commission. So the first like two or three months I worked, I didn't make any money, none, because I didn't know anything about how to sell. And what I know now, looking back on myself then is my perspective was all wrong. I was looking at it from a perspective of what I needed from other people instead of a perspective of what can I do for other people. Um, you know, as a salesperson, you're paid based on how many people say yes, right? But, you know, the, the perspective really needs to be not self-focused or commission-focused, but it needs to be, you know, your client focus. How can I help them achieve what they're actually trying to accomplish? And the easier I can make that, the smoother I can make that for them, the more people are going to end up saying yes. And, you know, back in the day, I was cold calling, I was working, you know, every angle. And I just, all I did was focus on what I needed from other people. I needed to get an appointment with them. I needed to meet with them. I needed to pitch them. I needed them to say yes and give me money. But I wasn't focusing at all on what was I actually doing for them. You know, what was my product or service doing that would make their life better? You know, how was I helping them? And once I, I made that connection and started to kind of reverse my thinking, um, there was certainly some some breakthroughs that took place. Um, and, you know, that, that was that was one big thing. Uh, another thing that has had a huge impact and that I wish I had known up front was simply that sales is mindset first. It's one of the few jobs or duties that you have that you know, all the mindset talk is really, really true. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if it's technical work or whatever, your, your mindsets, you know, it's important, but still you need to know the job. You need to know the details and the basics when it comes to sales, because it's a personal interaction. It's a, it's a tug of war back and forth between two individuals. The mindset that you have is the first thing that impacts outcome. It's more important than the words you say. It's more important than what your, what your product or service even is, what your offer is. The most important thing is the mindset that you have going into it. You know, Tony Robbins actually says, sales is essentially a battle where the individual with the highest level of certainty always wins. And where does certainty begin but in your mindset? So mindset is that is that really key cornerstone, that anchoring factor. If you get that right, everything else can fall into place behind it. 
But if you don't have it right, everything else could be right and you're still not getting any sales. So for me, that that was the the number one change between when I was just failing miserably and when I turned everything around and, and became successful. I mean, I mean, that's a very good um, lesson to learn from that. I mean, and it's funny you mentioned absolute level of certainty because I've just been reading this book, um, Way of the Wolf, and yep. Jordan Belfort, yeah, and Jordan Belfort talked about um, where you take your client from the low level of certainty to the absolute level of certainty where they are very sure they want to make a purchase from you. Yeah. And uh, not too long ago, I came to you with help, asking for help on cold calling. When I was with my cold calling job, like how could I um, make more sales through cold calling? And I see a lot of people yeah. talking about omni-channel stuff on Twitter. And without and with omni-channel, there is always um, cold calling involved. And I see most people always shy away from cold calling. They don't really um, <laughs> yeah. get the basics of cold calling because it's very hard to like take someone who doesn't really trust you who doesn't know anything about you from a low level of certainty to an higher level of certainty to be able to give you an audience for you yeah. to pitch them about your service so can you give like a brief um talk on how one could um crush a cold call a cold call and take so um an absolute stranger from a low level of certainty to an higher level of certainty absolutely no that's a great question so the key for cold calling um let's just go like start to finish how do you crush that that cold call so first you have to have your mindset right you can't take somebody to a hundred percent level of certainty if you are not personally at a hundred percent level of certainty already so if you go in and you're only 50 percent certain <laughs> you're not going to get them there so um put yourself in a, in a mindset in a state of certainty where you know that your product or service is going to benefit the individual you're speaking to and it's your duty to help them to better their life for their business by leveraging your product or service. So put yourself in that mindset first. Next, you need to calm yourself because anxiety and anticipation comes through in vocal tone, in speech pattern, in you know, all those different things. And, and if people hear that, they're going to be turned away from it, turned off by it. Um, people are are attracted to a calm confidence. So the way that you would calm yourself down is very simple. You can use breathing techniques. And the, I actually teach these to, to people that I train all the time. And if you learn um, you know, to breathe slowly and to focus on your breath in just two, three, four short breaths, you know, you, you're breathing eight seconds in, eight seconds out, hold it for a couple in the middle. In just a few short breaths, you can take yourself from a high state of anxiety and anticipation to total calm. And that's when you're ready to make the call. So now you've you've put yourself in a place of certainty. You've um, you know, you've calmed yourself down and you're ready to make the phone call. The first six seconds is the window that you have. Uh, and Grant Cardone actually talks about this. But you have six seconds to make a positive impact uh, on a phone call, on a cold call. And that first impression is everything when you're cold calling because you don't have a second chance, right? You have that one shot to make a first impression. So in that six seconds, how are you going to show them 
that uh, actually Jordan Belfort talks about that as well. But um, the how are you going to show them that you are the right person to help them get where they want to go? Well, you have to display that calmness, that certainty that creates a likable person on the phone. And then what you need to tell them is that you are on the phone to help them, right? You are not on the phone to do something for yourself. I want to pitch you something. I'm on the phone to help you, you know, hey, so-and-so, I know that this is your business and I've been helping people in that field do X, Y, or Z in a short amount of time. I would love to tell you more about that. Do you have a moment? And that calm confidence where you basically gave them a three second pitch, it was your, the headline of your copywriting. It was, you know, the, the thing that you do, you know, what, what is your offer? That's what you're going to give them in that first six seconds, because that's really what the goal is of the first six seconds is to open up the conversation of the cold call. Just like the headline of copywriting is to have you open up, you know, the, the rest of that message and, and read it. The, the first six seconds is like your headline. It is like your, um, you know, your, your email title or message. So, you know, you really want to make sure that you have that first six seconds absolutely nailed down. How are you going to crush that first six seconds? Get in there, calm, confident, pitch them your offer in a sense of how are you going to help them? What is the thing that you're going to do that makes you so valuable to them? And then ask if they have a moment to discuss it. Once they say yes, now the conversation's open to you and you can have a broader conversation. You can walk them through, you can do uh, verbal social proof. So you're telling them about other people you've helped in exactly the same situation or similar situations where they've actually knocked it out of the park with your product or service. That social proof is huge. Um, you're going to deliver that verbally on a cold call. And then, you know, it's not too long because ultimately your goal is, is that full pitch, right? So you want to give them enough information, a teaser information to say, I, I've got everything that I need to help you be successful in your business or life, right? Whatever the thing is that you're pitching. And then you're going to say, you know, if the goal is that, that follow-up call, you know, let's set a time to further discuss this so that, you know, I can help you in your business or I can help you in your life. Uh, or if it's an appointment, right? Let's set an appointment to meet together and you're going to go through that process, that progression confidently calmly and you're going to assume the entire time that they want to work with you because you are there to help them if you go through it with that mindset look nobody's 100 percent. but if you go through it with that mindset and with that process you're going to absolutely crush the cold call game valuable valuable um insights on how one could go from level of certainties i mean aside from level of certainties like a lot of, and we know a lot of people don't walk into cold calls with level of certainty. Most of them aren't yeah. sure about their offers, and most of right. them aren't really confident in the service they sell. I mean, aside from those kind of things, what other uh, mistakes do you think most people make during cold calls before they get into the cold call or during the cold call? Great question. Um, one thing that people do before they get into it is they don't prepare. So, you know, you have to make sure that you have everything in front of you and you know if your goal is to set a phone call to do a full pitch 
you better know that up front. That's my goal. And then you better have your calendar in front of you so that when they agree, you're not delaying the process of setting an appointment. You never, ever want to delay once they are ready to pay. Okay. <laughs> that is a huge takeaway. You never, ever want to delay when they want to pay. And in this case, you know, paying means setting an appointment. But what you want to do is as soon as they agree, nail down a time. If you start hunting around for a calendar and you start acting unorganized, they're going to have second thoughts. And anytime they have second thoughts, you're going to lose opportunities. So that's, that's first is be prepared. And then, you know, second, um, the, the thing that I see a lot of people doing is asking too many questions in terms of directive questions. So you want to ask questions to find out about your prospect, but you don't want to ask them what the next step is, right? So if you're asking them what the next step is, then they're going to just say, yeah, I'm not interested. And what I mean by that is this, after you've had a decent conversation, um, you know, you don't want to go into it with, well, do you want to, you know, do you want to meet in person or, or what, what would you like to do from here? Right. They don't know. That's not their job to know. Your job is to be confidently directing them. You know, people want to be led. I used to joke about it all the time. People are sheep, right? And, you know, people want to be led and that's okay. Most people, they're really comfortable when somebody else is directing. And if you simply understand that fact and choose to direct people, you will suddenly find yourself in the top 1% of people on the planet because you know the secret. You know that everybody else is want to be led. So if you can lead them, you will win. So don't ask questions of direction of your of your potential clients. Instead direct them. Tell them what's you know what the next step is. Tell them what they need to do. Hey, I need you to go ahead and get a pencil and paper. I'm going to give you the time of our next phone call, right? You're going to just tell them what you need them to do. If if they need to get their credit card, just tell them. Don't ask them. Go ahead and get out your credit card, right? Or go ahead and do this. You're just directing them through the process. Now you've built rapport. You've told them what they need to know to like and trust you. Uh, and once you've done that, you know you just 100% have control of the process and conversation. So once you start giving back control of the process or conversation, you're going to lose your momentum and you're going to lose sales. So it's really important to maintain that ability to direct the call. So go into it prepared. And then once you're in it, Make sure that you're confidently directing the call where it should go, um, and that that will certainly be helpful. Okay, so you talked about you being assertive on a cold call, like you being direct and telling them yeah. straight up what you need. So um, you talked about them telling them to bring out their credit card and things like that. Do you sure. think um, it's okay someone to, should close like a call, like close a deal on a cold call? Like, do you think I it's possible? Yeah. yeah. So it is 100% possible. Um, and in terms of is it possible, you know, to do, it depends, or is, is it something you should do? It depends on what type of thing you're selling. So if it's, if it's an inexpensive thing, product or service, then I don't have a problem going for the close on a cold call. Once you've built the appropriate level of no like trust, and they have certainty that your thing is the right thing for them. but if this is like a high ticket offer, a cold call is not the right time to 
make that that sale. You really want to have a specific sales call set up. Um, now, if this is a scenario where they've found you through your marketing and they've set up a call, they may not know everything yet, but they've, you know, they've uh, engaged in the process, you know, then you could absolutely close in a single call if you've got your process dialed in. Some people, you know, prefer a two call process. But to be honest with you, I'm a huge fan of cutting out as many unnecessary steps as possible. And so for your sales process, that may mean testing one call or testing two and seeing which one ends up with a higher overall closure rate. Um, you know, and, and some people will end up with a hybrid. What they'll do is they'll, they'll go for the close on that first call. And if the individual, you know, decides not to buy, you can follow up with a demonstration call, or you can follow up with the additional steps necessary to get them to the 100% certainty. Um, and then you can put them in during that time, a email drip sequence that will provide them with additional social proof and provide them with the additional you know, facts and information that they might need. So that when you jump on that second call, you're going to absolutely crush it. But if you're going to close on one call, you need to know that that's your goal up front so that you can walk them through, you know, the whole process. And you're going to start with your fact finding, you know, find out if it's a match, find out who they are, what their needs are, their pain points, you know, then you're going to present what you do and how that offer can help them. Um, and then you're going to ask for the sale. And, and if they have a little back and forth, you're going to leverage those pain points. Um, you should always use those pain points in your language when you're closing. You know, for instance, if I'm speaking to an agency owner who has a pain point where they are burning opportunities because they have a lot of booked calls, but they can't close any of them, I'm going to use that language in the close, right? I'm not going to wait till he says no to talk about it. I'm going to bring it up as I close, right? So, you know, Mr. Smith, here's the deal. You know, John, I know that we talked about you know, all those opportunities you've been missing out on because you've not been able to close the deal. And, you know, we, we talked about my offer. We talked about how much that's going to improve your ability to close those deals. You've got to stop the bleeding and you, you're going to start gaining momentum as soon as you start closing those deals. So let's go ahead and get this started. That way, you know, you know, you're going to be in a place where you're reversing the, the momentum. You're going to start improving immediately and you're going to stop wasting all of those opportunities are you ready right that's the kind of thing that you're you're putting that pain point out there as part of the initial close but you don't want to put them all out there all right so a bad example would be somebody who goes in there and then lists the entire conversation of, of pain points hey i know that you burn calls and that you're currently in a situation where um you can't pay your bills and you're nervous about your business closing. And I know that you don't have sales experience. And I know that, um, you know, you are worried that sales is the one thing that is going to, you know, stop you from being successful. And I know that if you do all that, what you're doing is you're just spraying all of your ammunition at once. You know, I had a, I had a mentor one time tell me that, you know, a sales call is like a war and each point that you have is like a bullet. You don't want to sit there on the very first exchange and use your machine gun and spray all your bullets at the enemy and hope that you hit them. 
right? Because what happens if you missed? They win. Yeah. You've got nothing left. Instead, you want to be more like the sniper who pulls out one bullet at a time, shoots the most effective bullet at the most effective place, and then you know make sure that it worked. If it didn't, they pull out the next bullet and try again, right? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of how you want to think about the closing process is you know one thing at a time. Pull the most effective thing, throw that at them, and close. If that doesn't work, then step back. Go to the second most effective thing you know that you've got discuss it talk about how that will better their life or their situation and then go back to the close again and being unafraid of hearing you know i don't know that that's right that will help you because it's not that's not the final point right the first time they say i'm not ready that's not the end of the call that's not the end of the process that's the beginning that's the beginning of an exchange that's the beginning of um, your display of confidence and a show that you know you understand their situation and you are certain that your product or service is going to you know better their their life and you really just want them to accomplish the things that they have already told you they want to accomplish. You're trying to help them achieve those goals, and once you've put that across and you've you know asked for the sale as many times as it takes you're going to get to the point where you know the answer is yes or no, right? You know if it's a fit or not. And that's the point when the call can come to a conclusion. And sometimes it's going to be a no, right? Nobody's 100%. <laughs> but sure. you don't want to get to that point when it's a no and you you haven't actually, you know, used everything that you've got, so to speak. Mm. I mean, so, um, you know, you know, majority of the, um guys in our money little money twitter community are uh, agency dudes and most especially lead generation dudes and yeah the, yeah there's a new wave where, like i said there's a new wave where everyone's talking about omni channel or now yeah and this kind of these lead generation agencies are looking for how to get more um quality appointments for their clients yeah. so they go through various means like email code calling linkedin social media and various ways to contact their um their clients target audience so yeah. and most of these most of yeah most of these guys don't really know how to code call they don't even know the first thing about code calling and yeah. so yeah so yeah i would like us to like give a brief demo on how a code calling structure should look like so i be i'll, I'll be the clients and you you'll be the code caller and it's just like the code calling should just be it means to schedule an appointment for yeah. the clients you are working for. Yeah, so the key for a great cold call is making sure that you've done your research, right? You know who you're gonna speak to. It's not just like dialing random numbers in the phone book and hoping you get to a, a person of impact or influence, right? Your cold calls mm -hmm. should be to those people that are decision makers that know, um, you know whether or not this is a fit for their company or not and once you get on a phone with a real decision maker there's a, it's a different kind of call because if you get on the phone with a gatekeeper somebody that's not the decision maker but works for the decision maker their job yeah. isn't to help the business their job is to make themselves look good and to protect their job okay so <laughs> you have yeah, to realize yeah. that that person has zero uh zero desire to help you and so you have to know who are you speaking to and what's their motivation. Sometimes you end up on the call with a with a gatekeeper and that sucks. But 
there are ways to to leverage that to turn them into an advocate instead of um, just uh, a blocker, somebody stopping you from getting to where you want to go. But you know, again, the, the research aspect is real important, and you know, I, I would want to make sure that I've got a hundred percent of that information going in. So we're gonna in this quick role play, we're gonna kind of imagine that I've done my research. We've, we're gonna imagine that I know who I'm speaking to. They don't know me yet but I know who they yeah. are, you know? Um, and we're going to just have a brief conversation where I'm going to attempt to schedule a, uh, a full call. So I'm, I'm down. Mm. Let's, let's go for it and uh, see how it goes. Okay. So call me. Yeah. Yeah. Call me. Ring, ring, Not ring, you. ring. <laughs> Hello. Who is this? Hey Moses, this is Andy with XYZ agency. I'm just giving you a call because I was given your number by so-and-so uh, who actually just helped multiply their business 3x in the last 30 days. And he said you'd be interested in talking to me about that. Do you have a moment? I mean, I, I don't remember giving you my phone number or anything. I mean, Yeah, no problem. I actually talked to John about uh, you because I helped John improve his business over the last 30 days. And John was so excited about what I was able to do for him. He wanted me to reach out to you. Is that all right? I mean, sure, sure. What you... All right. Yeah, so so John and I worked together. And what I was able to do for him was increase the number of leads that he got. But not just the number of leads that he was able to get, the quality of those leads. So he wasn't wasting time you know, reaching out to people that didn't want to buy. And as a result, he was able to go from $3,000 a month to $9,000 a month in revenue just in the last 30 days. Um, is that something that would be beneficial for your business? I mean, right now we are way over the amount you talked about. So I'm not really sure how this could really benefit me or. Yeah, absolutely. So the beauty is this process, you know, John's new, John's just starting out. Um, but the process works no matter the size of the business. And I actually work with companies much, much larger than John's. But, um, you know, the, the process is this, you know, your leads come in, they're worth, you know, about, I, I looked at your business and it's a beautiful model. They're worth about what, $10,000 a month of a lead. Is that about right? The ones you close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So here's the deal. You know, you've got say, you know, let's just use some round numbers to make it easy. You've got, uh, you know, four or five leads coming in and you're closing about 25% of them. You're able to get about $10,000 new business per month on those new leads. Plus you've got the, the business that you've already built on the backside. So you're growing, but uh, you know, you've got opportunity to grow even faster. And that's why I'm on the phone with you. I help companies accelerate their growth so that they can do the things that they want to do in terms of revenue goals, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the owners stepping away from, you know, that day-to-day -day business and getting into the things that they really, truly want to do. Um, but I'd like to show you our process and how ours is unique. You know, our omni-channel outreach is so unique that it brings in, um, it brings in the highest quality leads you've ever seen. In fact, when we started with uh, our most recent business that I'm helping, their lead quality improved to the point where their sales closure doubled. So that's the kind of impact I'm talking about having with people. Um, 
you know, I'd, I'd really like to show you what we do and how that could impact your business specifically. Do you have about 30 minutes sometime this week that we can have a, a conversation? I mean, hold up. Um, like, so what's the deal about this call? Like, I don't really get, um, like, really the deal about this call. You talked about you helping me to schedule appointments and what makes yeah. you think uh, I'm really, like, I really need more appointments for my agency like we are doing good right now so i don't see how you think we would need your services yeah that's a great question so you know john sales is the not john whoever you are uh sales is the lifeblood of any business you know if you don't have additional sales coming in eventually that business is going to die and you mentioned that you're doing pretty good right now. And, and that's true. I know that agencies are doing pretty well right now, but agency business changes over time. It evolves. And ultimately, you know, agencies, there's such a, a great opportunity. There's going to be so much uh, competition stepping in a, a saturation of the market because the opportunity is so great. You have to have something that puts you apart an efficiency that makes it unfair in your advantage and that's what we're really talking about how do i provide unfair advantage i do that through leveraging a unique process to bring you the best leads everybody else is going to waste time on low level people low dollar people and what i'm going to help you with is finding the best possible clients to work with at the highest possible rates with the least amount of work and that's the important you know that's the important factor right there and if we can do, do that, you, yep, go ahead. So what, yeah, what do you say is your business name again? What do you say is your business name? Like I haven't heard of you guys before. Like how do I know you guys are just a scam or something? Yeah, absolutely. My, my agency name is XYZ Agency. Uh, again, I actually found you through John, who's uh, a, mutual, a mutual friend. And, and John mentioned that you would be very interested because he said that you had some things that you wanted to do in terms of uh, expansion goals, in terms of revenue growth goals, and he knew that I could help you get there. Mm. I mean, okay. Um, so, like, what do you think we need to do right now about this stuff? Like, how does this work? Yeah. So, what we're going to do is this. Uh, I'm going to schedule a 30-minute conversation. I'm going to walk you through what our unique lead generation process looks like. I'm going to show you exactly how it's done and how it's different from what you're doing right now. And then I'm going to show you the quality of those leads, uh, the, the impact that that's going to have for you. Uh, and then if you can you know, see that that's going to impact your business in a positive way, then I'd love to work with you. You know, the reality is, uh, you know, we're not a fit for everybody. And some people, they don't want to grow or they uh, are ready to, you know, to just kind of stay stagnant. And that's okay. Uh, that's really their goal. But, you know, I'm working with businesses that want to grow and that are ready to, to make more money. And if we're a fit, you know, we can certainly work together moving forward. But the first thing we're going to do, let's go ahead and schedule that 30-minute appointment. Uh, and I'll show you exactly what we're doing, how we're bringing in better leads. And we'll go from there, all right? Okay, sure, sure, sure. So let's um send. So I see you said you told me um you've done some research about me, which is a little bit, which is flat, flattering. So um I'm guessing you would have my company's email. So you could just send over a calendar link or 
a schedule link to my email and then we set up the meeting is that cool absolutely absolutely i've got it but let's go ahead and do it right now so we know we're uh, we're in a good time how, how about tuesday at one does that work um okay tuesday tuesday is cool tuesday is cool all right so i'll talk to you on tuesday and we'll get you get your roll <laughs> okay uh, all right moses thank you. <laughs> yeah yeah so obviously bye. You know, one thing I wanted to point out is when I go into a, a phone call, you know, my level of research is significant to the point where I've written out a script of how I want a call to go. I've written out the main details of that individual's business that I can reference, you know, doing it on the fly like this. There's there's some, you know, some value to it. You know, we go back and forth. Um, but the, the main things that are important are the things that we didn't get to, to demonstrate here. And what you want to demonstrate, you know, or what you want to do on your calls is to have your, your research done and your preparation made so that you step into that call and you've got, mm. you know, I say write a script out, but I don't mean an actual script. What I mean is you want a very specific for that call outline of how you want to walk them through the process. So the first thing you might want to mention is, you know, to break down the barrier. Hey, we have a mutual friend, so-and-so. If you don't, then what else can you mention? Hey, I saw you here and, you know, you step into how did I find you, right? I found you here and this is what I want to talk to you about. So start there, get your, get your point made, step into the next, you know, thing on your outline and have that outline in front of you so that as you go through the call, you know, you're going to go down tangents. They're going to ask questions. They're going to push you around a little bit in terms of they're not going to let you just stay directly on your outline. And that's okay, right? That you want to be able to have conversation, but you also want to make sure that you're getting back to your outline in terms of how are you trying to direct this individual towards the call? So if you know that this person has a really crappy website and poor, you know, uh, they have a poor presence on social media, then you know for a fact that they're not crushing the omni-channel game. They're just not. And mm. you know, if that's the case, then you know you've got a direction to go in. If they are, and really you've got a different mindset, which is like, I want to take something off your plate, right? I want to, I want to allow you to outsource that so you can work on your business and not in your business, right? Um, then you you need to take them down a slightly different path. Um, but making sure that you have that outline in front of you ensures that you're not stuck at any point wondering where to go you've got it in front of you you're comfortable with the process and you're like okay i know where we're going and this is my ultimate goal scheduling the call right there's never a point where you're just kind of wandering through the call so mm -hmm. you know that's one thing i wanted to mention was on this you know example i was a, a little you know going into a little blind here and there and, and just trying to you know work it through but if you've got the research done and you've got your outline made calls become significantly smoother because what happens is you know all those moments where there's uh you know a pause of uncertainty or a pause of, of directional um uncertainty you you don't have that because you know what direction you're going in the whole time and it's gonna um it's gonna ultimately end up in a much smoother uh, call and positive outcome mm. So yeah, you have it, guys. A cold call structure from the beginning to the end. It, I mean, it's not really like how a cold call um, would look like, and this doesn't guarantee this is how your cold call will look like if you ever like up on a cold call. 
So this is just like a brief structure on how most of it looks like and most of the um, things you see on a real code call. So I see some people um, raising, um, wanting to speak. So we'll try to take a couple of questions. So Rem, if you have a question, Hello, Rem. Okay, so I think it's is not available. Yeah, we, so we lost somebody yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we lost him. Yeah, because I mean, I saw they were tr like trying to speak, so I thought they had some questions to ask. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we've talked about code calling and how the structure of a code call is. So let's talk about the real deal, like the sales call how yeah. do you think a sales call should go let's say you came through you um set up an appointment through code call i mean from the code call you've already um built reports or if you came through like an email so how do you think a normal sales call should look like from someone who schedule uh, scheduled and scheduled an appointment through email or linkedin yeah so up front, you want to make sure that you're doing your questions and your fact finding. You don't want to assume that you know everything about somebody, even though you've done your research. So you would want to nod to the research, but then ask the questions, right? So, hey, I've, I've looked at your business uh, online and your social media platforms. I'm really impressed by what I've seen. But I wanted to ask you, you know, what are the biggest opportunities for you for your business? You know, what are what are the things that you're working on right now? Right. So then you're you're just asking for their opinion on how they're doing and where they're going and what they're trying to accomplish. And you just have a, an open conversation up front about that stuff, because really what you're trying to do is is find a couple of pain points that you can you know, use ultimately. But that open conversation up front is where those things are going to come out. Right. So if they're like, yeah, well, we're trying to grow right now. And, you know, they're like, oh, what's what's the biggest thing stopping you from from growth right now? well, we're just not able to close deals or we're not getting enough um, leads in. You know, a lot of people are going to say they're not getting enough leads in. That's just a common answer, right? So you would want to dig as, as deeply as possible to find root root causes for those pain points um, up front. So, oh, you're not getting enough leads. Well, tell me, what, what kind of things are you doing right now to bring leads in, right? Then they're like, oh, well, we're, we're doing Facebook ads. Oh, Facebook ads. Are, are you doing anything else? Any other social media platforms or any other advertising? What what are your marketing efforts right now? Like now we're not really doing anything else, just Facebook ads. I'm running them myself, right? Well, boom. Now you know there's a major opportunity for you, right? If you're a if you're an agency. Um so you you just want to ask all the questions. Like what what are your goals? Where do you want to be? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? And you can ask the individual on a personal level, like, hey, personally, what are you trying to accomplish? Because if um, if they have big personal goals, you can certainly tie those in and have a positive impact on that individual. And really, you know, you have to remember that sales calls are calls between individuals, ultimately. And, you know, leveraging that knowledge can be impactful for your outcome. Um, so upfront is fact finding, right? Once you've found the facts, you want to direct them and tell them, let me tell you a little bit about us, about what we do for people, uh, and I'll show you how that works. And then you just kind of roll into it, right? So here's our business. This is what we do. 
Um, here's what we've been able to do for some previous clients. This is how we do it. Uh, here's, here's kind of our process and this is what it would look like for you. And then once you've kind of shown them the, the path, you want to go to that point to the, the close, right? There's a lot of theories on how to close a call. Um, and it depends on what you're most comfortable with on, on your clients, how they are normally closed. Um, for other things so a lot of things go into it but um, you know in something like this once you've dug up those pain points and you've shown them how your system is going to absolutely obliterate those things and make those instead of pain points make them advantages in their business right so at that point it's like so you talked about you know you wanted to to get more leads you were concerned that the lead quality you were getting from facebook was terrible um, you know, and, and you just walk them through, like, I've shown you how, you know, through our process, that's not a problem anymore. Um, and then you're going to go ahead and ask for the sale, right? Just directly ask for the sale. Would you like our help getting more leads? And you don't have to make it like aggressive, but would you like our help is an easy question to answer. And if they say, yeah, I would like your help, then what did I tell you before, right? never delay when they want to pay so as mm. soon as as soon as they say i would like your help now you're going to smoothly transition into delivering the process so, yeah 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 so hey great here's what i'm going to do i'm going to go ahead and send over the invoice right now it's going to be sent to this email address do you have access to that right now yes great go ahead and look at the invoice uh, and we'll discuss that if you have any questions they pull it up to look at it right now I don't have any questions. Great. Let's go ahead and complete that and, and move forward. Right. Um, I like to take payment on the phone call and here's why. Okay. When you send somebody an invoice, they're going to just look at it and think about it. All right. A lot of people hate to spend big dollars or commit on large things. And once they've committed on the phone, if you don't collect payment on the phone, you're going to lose sales. I had a, a client who was getting all kinds of agreements to buy on the phone and he would send them his invoice. It was a great looking invoice and he would send it to them and hope they would pay. <laughs> guess what? They didn't because people hate to spend money. People hate to do that stuff. And, and you want to strike while the iron's hot where they've agreed. They know everything. They remember everything. They're ready to go. Go ahead and have them pay right there on the phone. Um, it's not an uncommon practice and you don't have to feel uncomfortable asking them to do it. Um, and then if they say, I can't pay right this second, then you need to get a time commitment from them when they're going to make that payment so that, um, you know, you can, you can complete the process. That's a huge, um, you know, it's a huge point to make is at the end, you know, if they commit to buy, but can't commit to pay that second, you need to get a time nailed down so that you know when they're supposed to pay by because that deadline ends up having a positive impact on your, your ultimate closing, closing percentage, because they know I committed to do this and now I need to do it. So it's a, it's an important follow-up piece, but you know, the structure of the call, ultimately we're talking about, you know, fact finding information, giving, and then the close. And, you know, we've already discussed the close a little bit, but, um, you know, you're just going to kind of go back and forth until you get to a point of certainty one way or the other, and then you're going to, you're going to wrap it up. You know, don't, don't belabor the point. 
and you certainly don't want to talk too long after you get that agreement. Oh, you there? Moses, you there, buddy? Shoot. Uh, the call dropped, or I'm the only one left here. But Hello? Ah, oh, there you are. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it was like network, network issues. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Glad you're back. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like we've explained, we've explained the cold call structure and the sales call structure. And like, what I've noticed is that um, with the cold call, you are you are you already have like um, you already have your offer put out. You already have like, you know what you are going into when you um schedule, uh, schedule the sales call with them. So I guess the sales call will just all about will be all about telling the prospects what you could do for them and since you've already built rapport on the cold call there's no reason to build rapport on the sales call again so it's just about showing your prospects how you could benefit them and closing the sale but with uh, yeah. a sales call that you generated the appointment through like linkedin and things like that where you haven't really built good rapport with them so you have to like go through the rapport phase, talking with them and um, like finding their pain points, find their pain point during the sales call and then going to the sale. So it's like, it's a very different process from like how, like the processes, like according to how you generate the appointment. So that's how you um, go on this, on the sales call. So like it's different, impact, like it's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So a sales so um a sales call structure that you generated through um um cold call is different from a sales call structure that you generated through email and LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So I mean, here's the deal: make sure that you're taking notes on every call. So this is a huge factor for follow-up calls because you have to be able to reference the things that they told you in that first call in the second call in order to carry over the rapport um, it's very important but i would still recommend those basic questions and a deeper fact finding in the sales call than would be done in a cold call because in a cold call people are less likely to just open up a ton they they really you know it's it's a more direct a quicker conversation you're not going to sit there for 35 minutes with somebody on a cold call in most cases so you know, you really want to make sure that the cold call directs them straight to the, the the sales call. And then the sales call is where you really get to open up those pain points a little bit more. But if you've done a cold call and they've given you information, you have to make sure that you're carrying that information over to the second call so that you're maintaining the momentum of your, of your cold call. Um, now, like you said, if it's done through LinkedIn or you know, they, they just set up a calendar uh, appointment, then you're going in blind. So you don't want to just start diving in on some of the, the meatier stuff. You really need to start at a surface level 
And that can be a minute. That can be a minute, but you still need to do it, right? So, hey, where you at? Tell me about, you know, tell me about something, right? Like, tell me about your day or tell me about something cool you've done in the last week. Tell me about the weather. Tell me about whatever. Like, it doesn't matter, but just try to vibe with that person for a minute. And then as soon as you kind of feel like this, this is the time, right? This is loosening up a little bit, transition it to that deeper questioning, yeah. that, that deeper fact finding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, our, so I think what we've said has covered everything. Like, I mean, the basics and the, what you, for someone to, what someone needs during a cold call and the sales call. We've pretty much covered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely, yeah. Uh, we definitely went over a lot today, and certainly a lot of value <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of myths about um, sales, cold calling, um, cold outreach, sales calls, and things like that. Like, what is the most, the one most common myth, myth about the um, about sales, cold calling, and sales calls in general? Yeah, man. For me, the most common myth that I hear is that you have to be a certain type of person naturally to be successful. So you have to be an outgoing person who loves a challenge to be successful. That's not really the case. You know, I hear that, you know, if you're not that person, you're going to fail. And the reality is I'm not that person. I was never that person until I got into sales and had to learn the skill sets that would help me to become successful. So if you're not naturally a aggressive or outgoing or whatever type of person that you believe it has to be to be successful, that's not something that is indicative of your success. Um, so that's the myth I would want to address if, if I had the opportunity is to tell people, it doesn't matter who you are, what your personality is or what your background is, you can become successful. You just have to learn the principles, apply them systematically and improve them over time and you will become an absolute machine delusion again hello hey there you are yeah 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 so i mean i've been so um We've talked about sales calls and the meets and things like that. I mean, someone listening on these um, live chats would have definitely been equipped with what you need to know in before getting into a sales call and things like that. So, um, Andy, where do you think like um, our listeners could reach out to you, like social platforms, Twitter or anywhere? Like, what's your handles on your social platforms? Yeah. So on Twitter, it's at Andrew Strom, S-T-R-O-H-M. Um, and that's the easiest place to reach me. I'm always available via DM. Uh, reach out to me and, and we can certainly talk more. I'd love to answer any questions that you've got. Um, that's the easiest place to touch base with me. Twitter, Andrew Strom, uh, and, at Andrew Strom. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so guys, if you're just listening in, Andrew, I'll drop um, a lot of a lot of info and value on sales call, the sales call structure, the mindset, how to offer, how to start a cold call, um, what to do and what not to do during a cold call, how to go into a sales call, 
um, basically how to build rapport with a client and a lot more. I mean, we, I really appreciate Andy for coming in and spending one hour out of his time to drop some valuable gems for everyone out here. So, I mean, we didn't really start the time I thought we would get started, but the recording is available for anyone who got in late, so you could listen to it later. It's not really long, so and listen to everything Andrew has to give. So if you have any questions you would like to ask Andrew while we are still on this call, you could just notify me and I will unmute you and you could definitely ask Andrew right now. So is there anyone who has any question you would like to ask from the sales boss, Andrew Strong? So, okay. So I think um, there is no one who hasn't, no one has any question they would like to ask. So Andrew, um, one last question before we end this call. Um, so um, do you, yeah. can can I get okay. his handles? Social uh -huh. handles. Okay, social media handles. Hello. Yes. 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 Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'll paste his um the link to his social media like his his Twitter account at Andrew Strong. But don't need. I'll I'll type it below. Then you could just search him on Twitter and reach out to him. Do you have any other question you would like to ask? No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Cool. So um, without further much ado, yeah, okay. So um, Andy, one last question before we leave. So do you think success is related to freedom? Oh, I'm sorry, my my phone broke up. Go ahead, repeat. Yeah. So I said, do you think success is related to freedom? Substance is related to freedom. Is no question. I mean, I said, do you think? Like, yeah, no. I said, do you think success, like success, when someone is successful, success? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, I actually yeah. have hearing loss, and the uh, the ear that my hearing loss is in is the only earbud that is working right now. But <laughs> um, do I think success is related to freedom? I I think that freedom, believe it or not, starts um, with an attitude, and then it builds out from there. A lot of people worry that they'll never be free because they're not successful and they live in a cage of their own mind. But if you start to calm down, relax and enjoy the process of getting to success, you will have discovered freedom on the way. Um, I think that freedom also has multiple definitions and one of the things that people really view as freedom is the ability to do what they want when they want. And I really think that success allows you the, the resources to do that. So it's a two pronged answer, right? So initially freedom is, is a mental freedom. And then ultimately it's a physical freedom where you can express that mental freedom in a way of, of doing the things that you want when you want, not just a freedom from, um, you know, the anxieties and the worries and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's tied together in some sense, but it's not, it's not only tied to that. So for instance, if I were, you know, if I were in a position where I had nothing and I wanted more, 
I could still have a position of freedom because I understand where I'm trying to go and I have a positive attitude and outlook and I'm giving value to other people. And I know that that will become my reality. Ultimately, it's inevitable. I just have to continue down the path so I can still have freedom prior to the financial ability to express it physically. Wow. So that's a very powerful opinion on the question I asked. So this is something a lot of people struggle with. So I'm going to be asking anyone who comes here that same question every time. If success is related to, yeah, if success is related to freedom, and I really love your opinion about the question. I mean, Andy, like this talk was a very great talk. Like coming in here, I had a lot of questions. I searched up on Google. And yeah. I just found out that I did, yeah, I just found out that I didn't really need those questions. I mean, our um chats just flowed straight off. I mean, maybe yeah. it's because of the mutual um mutual um um field we are in, so we both yeah. understand what we are talking about. So I mean that also adds to how this chat went through. So I really I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming up. I really appreciate you giving value to people who need it. So without further much ado, thank you very much, Andy. It was a very it was very nice talking with you. So I appreciate you. Till thank you. Next appreciate next time. You, yeah. Yeah. Till next time. So everyone, right. that's Andrew. Yeah. So everyone that's Andrew Strom leaving and he has dropped a lot of value for us and thank god i've recorded this so you could definitely listen to this two times three times till you understand the structure of sales and the concept about everything sales is because sales is the backbone of every business and it could definitely benefit you in all aspects of your life so this is the alpha kings live charts coming up every monday 9 a.m eastern time so stay tuned next week our, um, a new guest is going to be coming up so it will be a surprise or i will definitely give you guys some info about the next guest because i've already scheduled who the next guest is going to be and that also is a professional in his own field and he's going to be dropping awesome value for us here next week monday so stay tuned guys so without more further ado Bye, guys. I really appreciate you opening on the first podcast of first Alpha Kings live chats. This is the beginning of history. So, bye.